Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah, one of the regional support managers for Practice Plan. Today, I'd like to welcome hygienist and business owner, Siobhan Kelleher. Siobhan, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thanks for inviting me, Sarah. My name is Siobhan Kelleher. I'm a dental hygienist, and I'm also a personal and management coach. Great. So Siobhan, where, where did it all start? Where, where, how did you get the idea to um, build and create your, your own practice? Well, I had worked in the UK, um, in London, and then we relocated to Manchester. And then my family, we relocated uh, to Ireland about eight or nine years ago, and it was in the middle of a recession, and there was no jobs available at all. But I I had done practice management, you know, uh, before I went to do dental hygiene, so I knew how to run a practice. So I had asked a lot of dentists about positions, and obviously, the work just wasn't there so I approached a dentist Kevin O'Brien and he had a spare room and I said well would you give me the opportunity you know to develop um, my practice within your practice because we don't have direct access in Ireland so I still needed somebody to do the prescriptions for me so he eventually agreed and it all started there but of course it was a squat practice I had no patients so I I had to really think outside the box, well, where am I going to get these patients from? You know, and there was all this belief that all the social media wasn't really as big at that time. So I, there was, there was children coming into me for appointments that had never been given diet advice, never been given toothbrushing instruction. And we know by looking at the evidence that 50% of the population don't attend dental practice. So I said, well, maybe I could tap into that. So I created dental health workshops and I brought them out into the community, mainly schools, but we went to the active retirement groups, diabetes centers, and I started to meet people out in the community and it kind of it stopped that block because when they met me, then they were saying, oh, actually, you know, I think I might come into the practice and would it, will it be you that I would see? And say, yes, and the dentist will do the prescription. You know, he's a really nice dentist, Kevin. Um, and we would combine the appointments so that I, I was still there when they'd come in to beat me. And we started to build a practice like that. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I've looked at your website. I love your little video about finding the tooth fairy. So um, that's good. And obviously, there's lots of information on there about your community work and the workshops. So um, I can see you do an awful lot. So that's great. But um, how did you get into dentistry in the first place? I was studying to be a social worker and you know at age 18 the material obviously is pretty heavy and I wasn't really enjoying it so I persuaded my parents to let me take a year out and I got a job as a dental receptionist. I absolutely loved it but I wasn't very good at getting people to pay for their treatment. I kind of felt sorry for them when I was young and I just used to say oh yeah don't worry about it pay the next time. Can you imagine? So obviously the bills started stacking up and the lead dental nurse cottoned onto it. And obviously, you know, I 
did not have a good day that day. <laughs> and so she had to come out on reception and sort it out, and I was put into the surgery. Now, kind of thrown in at the deep end, if you like. But on that day, a little boy was after falling and losing the whole incisor edge of his, um, his front tooth. And the family were traumatized by this. Can you imagine? But when I started to assist, we rebuilt that tooth back up again. And you could just see the joy in the mom and the little boy. And to see what, what could be done, that was it. I was just like, okay, this is, I want to be part of this. So I had a chat with the dentist and there wasn't, there wasn't a position there for a trainee. So I applied for a different practice that were looking for a trainee dental nurse and it all started there. Great. And at, at what point did you decide to um, then go on tra um, to train as a hygienist? Well, I moved into practice management at about age 23 and I ended up running two dental practices for the, uh, dentist Robert Jameson. But I missed the clinical, the hands-on side again. So I decided to go back and do dental hygiene. So I came, I decided to go and travel. So I came to here in Ireland to Cork to do the hygiene course. And of course, I met Anthony. And when you, met, when you meet a Cork man, you just know you're going to end up living back in Cork. And I love it here. I'm so happy. When I qualified, then I ended up working in London and working in Manchester with the most skillful dentists, like some of the most amazing teams. And really learned a lot from some of those skillful teams and dentists and was you know really inspired by them so just always kept up really high-end educating myself um they would all still be my colleagues and in my network now that i would still touch base with or ask questions you know yeah it's always good when you've got a good role model to um to go by isn't it um, I absolutely and Siobhan, tell me about this program that you're working on at the moment. Yeah, so that's the NSK Ikigai Oral Hygiene Program. And within that, there are other companies involved like TP, uh, Biomin and JNS Davis. And the idea around it is Ikigai is, uh, comes from Japan in Okinawa. And it's all about what do you love? What does the world need? What can you get paid for? all about your mission, passion, vision, and your vocation. So I, I founded this along with Gemma Callahan a couple of years ago. And the idea around it is to really support clinicians and the dental team out there, because there's lots of training courses, lots of physical training courses. And as we know now, wellness has become huge. And at that time, there wasn't a lot of support around. So we wanted to develop a program where people could come and feel comfortable or you know we have edu 16 educators on there that people can reach out to if they need mentoring and we're going to take that around the UK and Ireland where um, clinicians can maybe go into with another mentor into practice and just feel that support Sarah that sometimes is missing particularly with new graduates and especially with what's happened with COVID at the moment so we've, um, it's been really fun, you know, we've all been through a very tough time, obviously, the last year, but it, it has proven to me that if we have these supportive networks around us, we've become more resilient and we're better able to cope. So what would you say is your um, recipe for success for building your practice, your own practice? What's, what's been your sort of key things that have helped you? I suppose staying current, you know, having new equipment, 
Um, I I was into, you know, I had air polishing equipment very early. I have a Florida probe, it's a digital probe. So just always having the best of equipment and it's marketing, isn't it? And just that um, word of mouth that other patients will recommend you and the gold standard, always, always the gold standard for each patient. And it works, yeah. you know? Yeah, excellent. So do you do lots of um, social media marketing or just general community marketing? What, what's your sort of go-to um, go place to get your message out there? I've always used a blended approach. I just don't think you can just have one area. It has to be across the board. You know, so writing articles in your local newspaper or magazines, they always are looking for fillers and just to have things ready. You know, just you can change them around a little bit. And I always would be putting those in. And a lot of uh, patients do come through those articles when you write them. And local magazines and newspapers were very good to me um, and did give me lots of uh, lots of spread on papers and things like that. Social media for sure, and still getting that going out into the community and meeting people and giving something back as well. You know, I used to, um, they'd have a certificate um, after completing the workshop, and I often went into a home and the certificate would be on the fridge. So my idea was around that that, you know, if they need a dentist, then that number is there in front of them. So then they're going to hopefully hope for phone our practice, you know. Yeah, it is all about making yourself more visible and more known in, in the local area, isn't it? So all of those things definitely helps if you've got something, you know, like your certificate on the on the fridge. It just reminds people, oh yes, that's Siobhan. I must go and see her. So great. Yeah, idea. I just had the, the the messages, brush twice a day, spit out rinse, make sure that there things like that, valuable information is on there for the population. Yeah. So what would be your um, your message on, on the importance of um, oral hygiene? What, what's your sort of key messages and how do you, you know, do you have a unique approach on getting those messages, getting your patients to sort of sit up and listen and, and do their oral hygiene? <laughs> well, funnily enough, I, at the moment I'm studying um, a master's in coaching. So I started to change my approach, chair side, to a more coaching approach, more motivational interviewing. So really going at that active listening to the words that they say and following that. So it's their own ideas and coming up and co-creating the appointment, you know, making, making them feel that they're part of this plan to better their oral hygiene. And at the end of the appointment, I'll always say, so what are the two messages you're taking away with you today? And they kind of go, oh, I don't know. I say, so have a little think about the appointment. And when you start doing that, you'd be surprised at what you hear back. You know, sometimes you're after thinking that you've given great advice and they've picked, they haven't really picked it up how it should have been. So it has been a real eye opener the last two years. And of course, with coaching chairside is probably something we're going to be doing more of going into the future because the tell and do and just us just being the expert and telling people what what to do doesn't really work anymore well it didn't work anyway we know that by the evidence 
So just looking at these new coaching approaches, I think is really exciting. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I've never really thought about it in that way, but you're absolutely right because you've got to try a different tack to get patients to actually, like you say, sit up and listen and take action. So um, yeah, that's sort of reaffirming, asking them what they're going to take home actually makes them think about it, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, so, you know, we. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, so is there any sort of um, advice or top tips that you would sort of pass on to fellow hygienists to help them develop their um, their approach to patients? I think certainly looking at the, the coaching approaches. Um, and integrating that motivational interviewing is absolutely fantastic. You know, there's um, the rules, so um, reflexivity. You know, if you sometimes patients tend to resist, so we kind of have to wonder, well, why are they resisting? And often it's because of this expert thing and this kind of the real telling, you know, and the, so they kind of feel almost a little bit told off. And then the U is for like understanding, well, what does the patient want out of this appointment? Because we might think, okay, we want to sort this, this uh, periodontal disease out. But unless we press those buttons on what that patient wants, <clears throat> it's not going to work really. And then L is for listening. Again, that active listening. You know, somebody saying, well, I just don't have time for that. You know, so you kind of think, okay, don't and time. So, like, is this a busy mom of five, you know, five children? And where can, you know, rather than me just saying, okay, you have to do this every day, well, it's kind of working with her and saying, okay, let's have a look. You know, do you, are the the children at school? Do you get a break in the morning? What about eleven o'clock in the day? Because we know with oral hygiene, once we get in and thoroughly clean, and especially incidental cleaning within that twenty-four hours, it doesn't matter when it is. So people think they have to be in a bathroom, but of course, if they're in maintenance, it can be done anywhere, you know, that's, that's suitable to them. And um, E, you know, just empathy, empathizing with patients and, you know, really engaging and being present so that they feel that they've been listened to. And we're not just running around like headless chickens, which can often be in practice, can't it, because we're so busy. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So, um, well, thank you, Siobhan. That's been really, really interesting talking to you. And um, I'm sure um, lots of people will be checking out your website now to see what sort of other sort of, because I see you do some coaching and touring as well. So um, I'm sure. Um, so do you still do that quite a bit? You get yeah. Yeah, I'm just finishing my master's at the moment and I have a new website coming, SiobhanKellerHerCoach.com. So on there, there will be like a membership for uh, that um, people can have coaching. There's going to be some mentors on there. Um, we'll do webinars, we're going to do lots of mini courses. So the idea of the mini courses will come on a course, then there's time to reflect, to go away, do some, some work, and then they come back again for part two. And so I'm really excited about those because have some really different ideas yeah that sounds excellent brilliant well thank you Siobhan it's been really good talking to you and um, thank you for joining us today at practice plan and um, we look forward to hearing how it all goes thank you so much Sarah
Thank you for the invitation. Bye now.